Good afternoon and welcome to another TRC broadcast. We are happy happy new year. Let me just say that to you. I've said it to some that was here the last time, but for those of you that are joining us for the first time in this year, happy new year to you. And I hope and pray that you're having a wonderful time so far, that you're focused, that you got the sight set on something awesome for your life because God is for you. So, uh, I hope you guys continue to stay safe, continue to uh, obey, obey all CDC uh, recommendations, and um, and get through this, not just barely, but get through it overcoming. Amen. So again, we thank you for being here again um, tonight. Thank you for those of you that have joined us in the past. Uh, <laughs> I know that Coming out, you know, we've never done this before. Coming out of pandemic into a fast. Boy, you're talking about having to really, really break through. I mean, we've had since March. We were piling it on the flesh. And now, all of a sudden, restrictions have come. But guess what? You guys are being successful. You guys are fasting. You guys are praying. And God is doing a tremendous work. So, again, thank God for you being here. Um, let us go ahead on and pray, and uh, we can move right on into tonight's lesson. Father, tonight we thank you for grace. We thank you for your favor. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher of the church. We yield ourselves unto him, spirit, soul, and body. Now, I don't depend upon my own abilities nor my own intellect. Neither do I depend upon anything that is me. I thank you that the Holy Spirit is big. He's big on the inside of me. And he will reveal the truth to your people. The enemy is bound. We thank you, Lord, that we walk not only in authority, but also in dominion. So tonight, the word is, is, is free. And we are free right along with it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you know the last time, I have to say, for those of you that uh, kind of experienced somewhat of an abrupt ending, I really had my times mixed up. <laughs> I was looking at the fact that, uh, you know, the Sunday times and the Tuesday time, they uh, end pretty much at a different time. And I guess I got caught up and didn't realize what was happening. And uh, so... There was other things to say, and my spirit was just, there was unresolved uh, things in my spirit. And I said, you know, Lord, can I go back and continue? Uh, and, 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 of course, he allowed me to. He wants you to hear certain things. We were talking from the subject of thriving in turbulent times. And uh, many of you... Uh, you know, sent notes and things of that nature. Say so you was very blessed by it. So let us, without any further ado, let us venture back over into that because there is so much more to say, and I know the Spirit of God wants to establish even more truths. So we left off our, on our uh, discussion, and we were talking about the turbulent times that we are in right now and how not only to survive these times but how to excel in them the bible says that in second timothy 
the third chapter. It says, and, and know this in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. They shall be heady and high-minded. They shall be disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. And the Bible says, have without natural affections. And the Bible goes on to talk about and characterize human behavior in the last days. And we, we see that, we realize that not only are we facing a pandemic, but we're facing economic oppression to a certain degree. We're talking about globally, um, and maybe you might not be experiencing that on the individual uh, level, but, and praise God for that. But uh, education system revisions, we're looking at that. Things that are happening with, the, with our education system. Uh, civil unrest. We know that's, that, that has been a mainstay in the midst of this. It's like pent-up frustration. People are just doing all kinds of things. And it's the pressures. Uh, things are even more, uh, how I would say, they're, 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 they're more noticeable now. You know, it's not that certain things were not happening all along, but it's no more noticeable now. You know, uh, we also look at cabin fever. You know, people are having to fight cabin fever. And, you know, I was listening to a uh, statistic, and it was talking about how many babies are being born right now. <laughs> so you found something <laughs> in the midst of this cabin fever. Uh, and then we look at not only the cabin fever, but we also look at the social distancing. You know, uh, just to name a few things that are happening currently, right now, in our lives and in our society. So it's a lot to deal with. It's a lot of things that, uh, that cause turbulence. And so even in the midst of this turbulence, God created you to thrive. He didn't create you to just get by. He didn't create you to just survive this. But God created you to thrive even in the midst of this. You know, um, if you would, let's, let's go to our foundation scripture. Uh, Psalms 92, uh, we'll, we'll go to that and uh, we'll discuss a few points out of that. I'll basically go over the foundation. I, I may skim over it. It may not be as thorough as before, but uh, you can always go back and read that. You know, one of the points I like out of Psalms 92 is what the Bible says in verse 10. And the Bible says that I shall be anointed with fresh oil. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Let me tell you something. As we turn the page of 2020 into 2021, you need a fresh anointing. You need a revival, a personal revival on the inside. You need to go back and to analyze, you know, 2020, your progress, the things that God called you to do, how much of them you, you actually accomplished, how many things were left on the table? You need a fresh anointing in order for you to go to that next level. And so God has to do you with power uh, uh, from on high that will give you another uh, uh, push in the spirit, that proverbial shot in the arm. We need that. We need that because, you know, we talked about, and you go back and look at the teaching we did on Psalms uh, 23. And the Bible talks about 
how we were in the valley. But you know, during the time in the valley, we were actually shielded from a lot of things while we were in the valley. We don't see it that way, but in the valley, you were shielded from uh, inclement weather. You was you was you was shielded from uh, uh, the sun. You was you were shielded from a lot of things while you were in the valley. But you were uh, given opportunity to get closer and acclimate yourself to the shepherd's voice. So when he brought you out of the valley. You came out of the valley for another level of your life. So when you look at this pandemic, and you look at the social distancing, you look at the mandatory lockdowns, you look at all these things, if you were not careful, you could have done like the children of Israel and just begin to rise up and play and do all of these other things instead of allowing yourself to learn and become accustomed to the voice of the shepherd. And that was what you needed because, let me tell you something, the breakthrough is coming. The time that all of this began to shift into the rearview mirror is coming. It's either coming or Jesus is coming. And I know he's coming anyway, but he may come if this thing does not come to a conclusion. The Bible says that the time be not shortened. Even the very elect, even his own church could walk in deception. So what I'm saying to you is right now is, is that there is a conclusion on the way. So he said that he shall anoint me with fresh oil. But this is the part that I really want you to understand. The Bible says in verse 13 that they that are planted in the house of God shall flourish. The ones that are planted. I, I really want to emphasize this because everybody in the church is not planted. Everybody was in, in the church was planted by God initially, but many people have uprooted their commitment to the Lord during this time of, of, of what seems like an absence of being of, of, of personal face-to-face -face commitment. And so you have to go back and make sure you're planted because being planted assures you of the nutritional value of the, of the vine. Jesus said, I am the vine and ye are the branches. And anytime you separate yourself from the, from the vine, you immediately start losing life as you know it. And the Bible says that you must be planted in him. You must live in him because in him we live, we move, we have our being. And sometimes in the midst of all of the chaos, in the midst of all of working, paying bills, managing your life, you can forget that you have a mandate on your life, a call on your life, and that God is going to hold you accountable. And sometimes you won't continue to pursue your destiny. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Now, this is something that God is, 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 is trying to uh, bring to our attention. You know, the Bible went on to talk about, and let me, let me go back to that. Uh, the Bible says, verse 14, that they shall still bring forth fruit. In old age, they shall be fat and flourishing. 
Now, that's, 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 uh, that's tremendous here. They shall still bring forth fruit in their old age. And uh, the Bible says that God began to talk about us and liken us to a palm tree and the cedar of Lebanon. And, you know, there's a couple of characteristics to, as far as the palm tree is concerned. The palm tree, it grows slowly and it grows steadily and it is unaffected by the change of the seasons. You know, there is extreme heat. There is hurricanes. There is, is, is tornadoes. There is all kinds of different weather situations. One thing about the palm tree is that it is unaffected. Now, one thing the Lord showed me just in continuing to meditate this, he said that in the time that we live in right now, that one of the characteristics of the last days, the Bible says, many shall be offended. If you go look in uh, 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 Matthew 24, and uh, when the disciples was talking to Jesus and was asking him about the last days and what shall be the sign of thy coming. And Jesus said there's two things that were, would be uh, 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 evident. He said, make sure that no man deceive you. And then he said, in the last days, he said, many shall be offended. In regards to the palm tree, never has there been a time in our history that you are going to have to have the ability to snap back quickly. There's a lot of things that will come at you. And so this is, you know, before people could carry grudges, people can carry unforgiveness, people can carry all of that. Let, let me tell you something. You can't open that door. You're going to have to snap back. There are some of you right now, you might be have ill will towards someone. You might have some issues with someone. Let me tell you, you are only impeding your own progress. Never has there been a time. You know, one thing about the uh, palm tree, as long as that wind is blowing, that thing is bent over to the ground, but just as soon as that storm passes by, that thing snaps back and is erected again. You are going to have to learn how to snap back quickly. You're going to have to learn how to forgive quickly. You're going to have to learn how to readjust yourself and resituate yourself. Why? Because your blessings are at stake. I see people right now, people just pop off and fly off the handle and never give a thought about the things that they're standing for. Never give a second thought about the prayers that they have prayed. The Bible says that when, when there's bitterness and strife, there's confusion and every evil work is present at that time. And so you need to really stop for a minute and think about, is it worth you going off, snapping off, popping off for the things you're standing for? Whether it be health, finances, whether it be your family, whether it be your marriage, whatever it is, can you afford to allow yourself to lose control and open the door to all of these various attacks that are waiting? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Let that resonate because it's, it's, the flesh is in so much control 
these days is that we only think about these things after it has presented the consequences. But you need to premeditate righteousness. Boy, that's hot off the press. You need to premeditate righteousness. You need to always put yourself in a situation of what if. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So, you have to get over stuff. It's not worth it. It's, it's not worth it. And I promised myself that this year, there's a lot of things that I'm not going to do that I did last year. I'm not going to over-explain a lot of situations because many times you should have already, you, you know, you should know one another. And I'm not going to involve myself in a bunch of frivolous flesh activity with, with, with a bunch of stuff that's not worth it. Now, if you're a babe and you need help, hey, I'll help you all I can. But if you are, if you if you got that baby Huey thing on you that you've been in the church, you got saved with Abraham and you still dealing with the first oracles of the principles of God, and you're struggling, and it's because you haven't applied yourself to righteousness, then the Bible says, let us work out our own salvation. You're gonna have to work that out. You're gonna have to come to a conclusion, and after it has cost you, then you know, you will make some assessments. You will make some, some adjustments. But no one can do that for you. It goes on to talk about the cedar of Lebanon. And a cedar, the cedar was humongous in girth. These cedars of Lebanon. These, we're not talking about just a little palm, palm uh, a pine tree. We're talking about a massive tree. And it's not measured in years, but in centuries. We're talking about longevity. If you are going to be likened it to the cedar, you're going to have to have some longevity. You're going to have to settle down in God. You're going to have to have some consistency. One thing about the people of God is that they're so free that they don't have a lot of restrictions. You know, we just we go where we want, we do what we want, we say what we want, we feel like we want. And we don't have restrictions because who the Son has made free is free indeed. No, no. You have to, you are free not to do what you want to do. You're free to do what you need to do. Are you listening? So God is telling us, I want you to put some restrictions because order always, listen to me, order always precedes multiplication. When Jesus told the, the, the disciples, they said that the people are hungry. The first thing Jesus said when he took the two fish and five loaves, he said, Make them sit down in groups of 50. I can tell you right now, the ones that didn't want to sit down left hungry. Order always precedes multiplication. And the best way for your life to be multiplied is start to get some order. Get order in your life. Get structure in your life. Are you listening? So, the cedar denotes longevity, stability. And then, you know, uh, shallow roots, which you see on a pine tree. I don't, you know, sometimes you might know something about this. I guess this would be considered botany. <laughs> but <clears throat> the, the pine tree, boy, I'm telling you, they are, they're good for pine needles. 
But I'm telling you right now, some of those things grow, man, 30, 40, 50 feet tall, man. Huge trees. But when the storm come and they are blown over, it revealed their root system. And their roots are shallow. And a lot of times, we live like that. We much rather grow on the outside that can be seen. But what can't be seen is our root system. Are you rooted, the Bible says, and grounded? Or are you just erected by shallow roots? Are you listening? So, uh, I like the part where he said that they're productive in their old age. You know, you want to be productive in your old age. And, you know, the Bible talked about Moses. He, he you know, and it talked about him and his, that his eyesight was not dim. Neither was his natural uh, forces abated. Uh, it's basically saying that Moses, you know, Moses was that dude. <laughs> Moses was that dude for, in his old age. Abraham was that dude in his old age. He needed some help. But you need help. The Holy Ghost need to help you uh, resurrect your finances. See? All right. Come on, come on you in a fast. Uh, <laughs> you need help. Resurrecting your marriage. You need help. And the Holy Ghost, the Bible says, is your helper. Are you listening? So even in your old age, listen to me. You should be getting better. If you are still where you were three years ago, dealing with the same stuff that you were dealing with three years ago, Listen to me. Don't be deceived. You have not grown. You have not grown. We like to say we've grown because of the knowledge we acquire. But the Bible says that knowledge puffs up. So just because you know more scriptures don't mean you have grown. It just means you have more knowledge. And knowledge without wisdom is, 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 is futile. You need to have wisdom to accurately apply knowledge. But because you are still dealing with the same things that you were dealing with three years ago, and you haven't overcome those, you qualify as those that are ever learning, but never, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. You are constantly, you are constantly putting knowledge in your life Putting, 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 uh, you're educating yourself without application. Are you listening? So knowledge makes you prideful. My, knowledge makes you arrogant. Knowledge makes you uh, uh, feel better than others. My, my, knowledge uh, just puts you in a place where you feel as though that you are on another level because of your understanding of the word. But when you can't operate in it, hence lies your Achilles heel. Are, are you listening? You have to premeditate righteousness. Yeah, somebody put that down again. <laughs> premeditate righteousness. Because if you don't know what you're going to do, then I, we know what you're going to do. Are you listening? So here, uh, the disciples, uh, you know, turbulent times are unavoidable. 
They're going to happen, and they are unavoidable. You know, the disciples came to Jesus and said to him, and I quoted this a few minutes ago, but I just want to reiterate a point. He said that, uh, he said, look, Jesus, he said, when is is, is going to be this, uh, uh, the end time? So what is going to be the sign of your coming? And Jesus said this, turbulent times, I'm paraphrasing, are unavoidable. Turbulent times are unavoidable. You know, you cannot keep from having turbulent times. Turbulent times has affected our, our society. It has affected our atmosphere. It has affected every area, our economic system. Turbulent times has affected all of these things, and they, they are unavoidable. But see, it's not the fact that they come, it's where you are when they come and what you are able to do in order to get through these turbulent times. You know, um, Jesus said this. He said, there are going to be, he spoke of this global chaos. There's going to be wars, there's going to be rumors of wars. There's going to be pestilence. There are going to be earthquakes in divers and unusual places. And then he went on to say that uh, uh, when you see all of these things happening simultaneously. Now pay attention. When you see all of these things happen simultaneously, look up for your redemption draw of not. He said, but when these things happen, listen to this. See that you be not troubled. See that you be not shaken. Because all of these things must come to pass. So it's unavoidable. They are going to happen. These things are going to happen in our society. But what we're trying to discover is how do we continue to thrive in an unstable atmosphere? How do we continue to, 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 to grow in an unstable atmosphere? You know, the Bible says in Isaiah 60, it says, Darkness shall come upon the, the earth and gross darkness the people. However, there's going to be a difference between you and the Egyptian. The light is going to be shining on you. The light is going to be seen on you. Arise, shine, for the light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. There should be a difference. We shouldn't be belly aching and crying like the world is crying. We should not be sitting back with no answers when you got the answer maker on the inside. You have the Holy Spirit. You should not be lost for understanding when you have the Spirit of God on the inside of you. You have the Word of God that's already prophesied what is going to happen. We are in a time right now you can still thrive. You can still get the better jobs. Right now, you can still get approved. You can still get the good things in life. You don't have to sit back and take what life gives you because you are, as a child of God, walking in righteousness, walking in truth, are entitled to certain things. You are scooted up to the table. You should not be in another room peeping through the glass trying to see where your next meal is going to come from. You should be scooted up at the table. Are you listening? You should be one of those that know you have a right to be there. Yeah, you might have been called in like my Mephibosheth. You might have been called in and, 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 and you're sitting up at the table because favor and grace has been shown to you. But you are at the table and you have a right to the good stuff. Now, this message is not about stuff. 
It's about your entitlement to thrive in the midst of turbulence. Some of you, you don't put enough pressure on grace. It's all about you. If you don't feel like you can accomplish it, then it can't be accomplished. But I'm here to tell you that that's not the case. God has gone before you. Jesus is the firstborn among many brethren. And he came in and he put down the righteous path for us. And he said, now I give you the keys to the kingdom. So whatsoever you declare lawful on the earth, I will declare lawful in heaven. But whatsoever you declare unlawful, I will back you. That's one of the things that I find Two things that I find that believers are, are lacking in this last day, and that is confidence and courage. Confidence and courage. You need, the confidence is not in you. It's not in us because we know we were busted from the beginning. We know that we, we needed a checkup from the neck up. We knew that we was tore up from the floor up. We knew this, but in Jesus, you got to make the switch over. I'm entitled in Christ. I should have the best marriage. I should have a great marriage. It don't mean you're not going to have problems. Look over at your mate right now. You know you're going to have problems. But when you allow the plumb, plumb line to lie between you and that person, that is the ultimate. Doesn't mean your kids are not going to act crazy. Because at some point, see, the Bible says, never again shall it be said that because the father has eaten sour grapes, his children's teeth are set on edge. So what well, he said, every man should give an account of their own sin. See, your kids will start doing stuff that they have to give an account of. Yeah, you might have planted some of that stuff in their life, but it's going to grow and they got to deal with it. Are you listening? Praise God. Jesus said in St. John chapter 16, in verse 33, he said, in me, he said, listen, in, in me you shall have peace. In me. Let's not go into 2021 thinking that just because you're saved, these things are automatic. They're not. Just because you got food in the refrigerator, when you get up in the morning, it's not cooked. Are you listening? Let, let, let's, let's you got somebody like me ask first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. When you get up in the morning, that food is in the refrigerator. You own it. You're entitled to it. But you got to do something to eat it. The Bible says a slowful man will not even bring the food to his mouth. Now, they call it slowful. That's, that's sorry. You're sitting there smelling the food, the plate is in front of you, and you won't even reach down and bring it to your mouth. You see people that went to sleep eating. They were standing there and they closed their eyes and they were still chewing. You know, <laughs> okay, let's move on. Jesus said in me, you shall have peace. But he said, in the world, you're going to have turbulence. You're going to have tribulation. But be of good cheer if you stay in me, because your victory is in me. 
In him we live, we move, we have our being. You have to understand something. When you go in your job, you are an ambassador for Christ. You are representative. And you don't represent him going in late, getting off early. You don't represent him, you know, hiding out, having a bathroom ministry where you sitting in there laying hands on folks when you're supposed to be out there doing the job. That's not representing him. And then you're always upset whenever you're passed over for promotion. I'll tell you why. Because the man didn't see you while you was going, doing this and doing that. But the Lord said, promotion does not come from the east or the west. Neither does it come from your boss man. I know some of you don't like that term. And, you know, if you, if you, are, if, if, if you got a slave mentality, you got a boss man. Are you listening? But the Bible says promotion comes from the Lord. And if you didn't get promoted, nobody can't hold back promotion from you. People sometimes, they own your job, and, and when they don't get promoted, they get salty. You know, but you got salty? Why? 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 You didn't really cut it. And if somebody did it unjustly, then you still can trust in the Lord. Are you listening? In order to thrive, that we have to eject ourselves from survival mode. Many people are in survival mode. You hear them talking. I, I, you know, you're in the grocery store and you hear folks. Yeah, I'm so glad 2020 is gone. Because I'm telling you, I, I, you know, I, I made it through. How you doing? I, I survived. I made it through. But 2021 is here now. And I'm so glad 2020 is gone. Well, you brought you into 2021, and you were the problem. If you don't change what you've done in 2020, 2021 is going to mirror what you had in 2020. You know, I, I, I don't understand how we think that a year changes, the, makes a difference. It doesn't make the difference if you have the same elements. Hydrogen and oxygen still produces water. It doesn't matter where. In Arizona, it does it in North Carolina. It's in H2O is water everywhere, sweetheart. Are you listening? So if you take the same work ethics, if you take the same mentality, the same mindset, the same offenses, the same unforgiveness into 2021... You're going to get the same thing. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked whatsoever a man soweth. That shall he also reap. In order for you to change the harvest, you got to change the seed. Are you listening? Oh, man. Well, praise the Lord. Let me, let me move on. Um, so, survival mode. Survive simply means to continue to live or exist in spite of, or to remain alive until you die. <laughs> That's surviving. Are you listening? You were not created to survive. You were created to thrive. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, I deserve it. Not in myself. But I stand in Jesus' stead. I stand in what he did. And so all of the things I have a right to 
are things that he equipped me with, things that he purchased for me, things that he bequeathed to me. That's a, that's a covenant word. Things that Jesus made possible for me. My confidence is not in me. It's not in my ability. It's not in my job. My confidence is in the fact that Jesus' work was whole. And I have a right to it. Are you listening? So, let me get ready to bring this thing home. Go to Psalms chapter 1. God intends for you to thrive. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinners, or sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doeth he meditate day and night. Now this is the good part. And he shall be like the tree planted by the rivers of water. That means that you are close enough to, you are planted. We said that in the beginning. You have to be planted to flourish. Planted by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in his season. The Bible says, like the palm tree, his leaf also shall not wither. But whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. But the ungodly are not so. For they shall be like the chaff driven away by the wind. Now, this is very important. The Bible says that they shall be like the chaff driven away like, like the wind. Now, the ungodly, before you make judgment, the ungodly are not just people that's not saved. You could be saved and be ungodly. That means not like God. How many Christians live a life not like God? I'm not going to get over into the escapades, but I'm just saying. How many people live a life not like God? The Bible says that the ungodly are not so. They should be like the chaff driven away by the wind. Now, now what is the wind? The Bible says that Jesus is standing with his fan in his hand, and he shall thoroughly purge his floor. Jesus is fanning right now. But the fan has an adverse effect. On one hand, the fan, the Bible says, that a broken reed he will not break. And it says that a smoking flat he will not quench. Are you listening to what I'm saying? See, <laughs> what, what, what I need you to understand is, is that uh, when Jesus is fanning, on one hand, is driving away the chaff, is driving away the un, ungodliness is driving away those that's not planted. It's driving away those that's not connected. That wind that the Bible says that it that, that they are driven away by the wind. And Jesus got the fan in his hand. But then on the other hand, for those that are planted, that feel like I'm about at the end of my rope. Those that feel like I have done everything I know how to do and I don't know where to go from here. I have prayed and I have stood and I believe God and I know that God has promised me things. The Bible says that a bruised reed, he will not break. Even though you're at your weakest point, he will not break. And a smoking flat, you are almost about to go out. You feel like, hey, my, I'm just smoking now. I don't have any more fire. And I'm almost out. But as he fan you, 
then on you, the Bible said, he will begin to fan you to bring that flame back on. Some of you right now feel weak and you feel as though I have gone my last mile. But Jesus got the fan in his hand and he is thoroughly purging his floor. He is, when he purged the floor, he is separating those that's not planted because the wind will drive them away. But on the other hand, if you are planted in him and you are there trying your best to recover, then that fan, that wind will begin to revive you. And as he began, you know how, you know, if you was in the Boy Scouts and you you were taught how to make a fire and you have to give it that fan, you know, the air is the key to this thing flaming on. And Jesus are beginning to fan. That's when you get that fresh anointing. That's when you feel energized on the inside when you know nobody knows how low you got. Nobody knows how tough it got. No one knows. You smiled even when you were hurting. You were you were down for the count. People looked at you and they were still saying Praise God. Hallelujah. We thank God for you. And they didn't know that you were holding on by the last thread. But Jesus was fanning you. Jesus was bringing you back. Jesus was giving you a fresh anointing. And all of a sudden, you just began to come on and that flame man came up. And then you began to burn. And the Bible says that you were consumed by that fire. And all of a sudden, but you won't burn up. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. The Bible says that <laughs> a bruised reed, he will not break in a smoking flax. He will not quench till he send forth judgment of victory. In other words, he's not going to stop until you win. Don't you stop until you win. Are you listening? God has designed this thing for you to thrive. Not just survive, thrive. For you to be an overcomer. And all these things, we're more than a conqueror. That's what you were called. Jesus said for, for him that overcoming, would I grant him to sit down at the table with me if you are overcomer. But in order for you to be an overcomer, there must be something to overcome. Oh, Jesus. Let me finish this thing, man. So listen to me. As you grow, you will be separated from people, from places, and from things. Think it not strange when you start being pulled away. Because what it is, is you're growing and you are premeditating righteousness. And your path is starting to come to that fork in the road. And you will find yourself not able to walk with the same people that you walk with. Not believe the same way. You'll find yourself just, I can't do it. Now, I'm not talking about... Proverbs 18 and 1, where the Bible says you walked away from people and you walked away from God because you wanted to have your own way. Let's just discern this. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about that when the Bible says, think not that I come to bring peace with a sword. In other words, the standard that I put in your life is going to cause you to walk differently. And the air gets thin at the top. It gets quiet at the top. There ain't no crowd at the top. You got to make a decision. Do you want to continue to stay in Lodabar? Or do you want to go to a place of personal victory? Personal victory. Separate just, it's not just a group victory, a personal victory. You know what you're not winning in. Aren't you ready to win? Isn't it time that you win? 
This ain't no resolution. This is a sound decision. Aren't you tired of coming in at a lower place than you are capable of? Well, I can tell you this. Until you get tired, you will stay there. Amen. Oh, man. So, the ungodly are brief. They're brief in witness and in fruit. And closing out, the Bible says in Psalms 37, Fret not thyselves for evildoers, neither be thy workers of iniquities, for they shall soon be cut off. But the Bible says in 4 and 5, in 37, 4 and 5, Delight thyself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. He will place them on the inside. Then it says, Commit thyself also unto him. That means to be planted in him, be consistent in him, and he will bring it to pass. Amen. Aren't you glad that we have a consistent God? Aren't you glad that God wants to do a tremendous thing in your life? Well, praise the Lord. So let us just continue to take that word, bathe in that word, allow that word to marinate in your spirit, meditate on that word, and it will bring forth fruit. Amen. We're glad that you were here with us tonight. We thank God for you. I hope you've been inspired. I hope the word of God has changed you, not just inspiration. And so until, you know, we meet again, please support the ministry. Support the ministry. Let's see what God is saying to you. You're in a fast. Hear his voice. Amen. Praise God. Bring forth that, 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 that first fruit, what God has blessed you with, how he has taken you to another level in life. Let God do great things in your life. And until we see each other again, if Jesus tarry, whatever you do, whenever you do it, however you do it, you better make sure you ain't half doing it. You should be thriving as you keep it real.